This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. Uh, just a sort of quick uh, weekly wrap-up pod, obviously. Um, big, big game on Wednesday night, State of Origin number one. We will be saving uh, question time, rookie takes, other stuff until after that figures. There'll be a lot to come out of that game regardless of the result, and I know that that's a game that a lot of people are looking forward to and looking ahead to already. So, uh, But we'll quickly jump back into the four games we saw over the weekend. Um, I mean, if you didn't tip four from four this week, you are a big moron, basically. But um, nevertheless, some intriguing things to come out of this weekend. Uh, most notably, the sad stat that now the Brisbane Broncos are ineligible to win the Premiership after conceding 50 points. And it, was, it felt so close before this weekend. It felt like we were on the brink of a I Premiership I can't believe side. this is the first game you conceded 50 points in, by the way. That's Mate, crazy. The Kevolution, <laughs> baby. <laughs> uh, Wayne's yeah. conceded 50 twice. Thus, you made the right call. Yeah, so. as you said, I so in tipping comps, I did tip Brisbane in this game. But if anybody asked me, I told them beforehand the Dragons are going to win because, like, mm. you look at the team. Oh, yeah, if you pick your own team, that's fine. That's, that's fine. That's yeah. it. But uh, going into this game, you know, you, the Dragons had back uh, Matt Dufty, had back uh, Ravalava, had Josh Kerr back on the edge, and whatever that has had a stronger looking side on paper than they've had for a number of weeks. And you know, they were they're an okay side the start of the year, and I thought mm. down there away from home it'd be tough for Brisbane but if it feels like this game was just like Brisbane or slash J Main Asako shot themselves in the foot <laughs> seven or eight times uh, if we if we still did drop it like it's hard I think he'd probably yeah. get it this week but uh, I, yeah I remember a few weeks ago we had uh, someone ask us if that Caleb Aiken's performance at fullback was like the worst <laughs> team from a fullback in a long time it's like, Jermaine Asako more than topped that in this game. And, and I think the tough thing for that is like everybody knows that guy's got potential. He had two, he's had two pretty poor years the last two years. And a lot of it could have come down to the off-field situation with his father passing, all that kind of stuff. And this year he had a couple of tough games to start. And then he had a, a, like a little run of decentish form. But it just seems he's one of those players, like when it goes wrong, it just keeps going. Like he doesn't bounce back. Yep. And that thing on halftime, everyone's seen it by now, but on halftime, that kick from Norman was shithouse. <laughs> he watches it bounce, and then Dufty runs around him, scores, and then he looks at, I can't remember who's back. It might be Alex Gunn or someone else. He looks at them like it's their fault for, like, not yelling man on. Yeah. It's like, Mate, just take it dead. This happens, like, twice a weekend, right, that someone kicks before a half ends, and you just run it dead. Yeah. Not Apparently, today. Not to Jermaine. Apparently, he's like still playing the waiting game, and then yeah, let's Matt Duffy score who danced all over on, him. But on a scale of Josh Hoffman to Darren Lockyer, how are you feeling about Jermaine Asako's long-term fullback prospects? He was always the stopgap, um, and the stopgap to we th- we thought was Reese Walsh. We always hoped that was that we was a stopgap too. But this game, he probably doesn't play next weekend. Probably Tessie New plays fullback. They've got Herbie, who also wants to play fullback. He played the last 14 minutes there. Selwyn Cobbo plays fullback. Uh, but yeah, all I'm saying is like the fact that that's still in his wheelhouse. Yeah. I, it's And you, it, it didn't take much to set him off, off his tracks. You know who else plays fullback? Matt Dufty. And he's looking for a new club. I mean, the, the problem with this game is like, and I'm glad if Brisbane didn't want him before the game, they shouldn't want him after the game. And there was like talk the next day in the papers that, 
Brisbane might make an offer, but it was just his agent saying he wasn't ruling Brisbane out. But if Brisbane had any serious with their recruitment, they shouldn't change their mind based on one performance. So they That's shouldn't true. be on him. But Dufty was great in this game. But the reason people don't want Matt Dufty isn't because of how good he was in the red zone. Again, we know he's good in the red zone. It's the rest of his game. And, you know, his yard, wasn't there again. And he actually was kind of out of position for like every try they, they conceded. You know, it's what he is. And I think he is one of the best 16 fullbacks in the NRL now. I used to not think that. And his attacking prowess shows that. But, yeah, I don't know where he's going. He was great no. in this game, though. I don't think he's out of Brisbane. But, yeah, Ben Hunt was also fantastic. Uh, Jack Bird was decent in the pack. Ravalavo is, like, a good player now. That's a weird thing. Yeah, it's a strange one. But he, he's legit. Yeah. Um yeah, no, it's look, the, the Dufty saga is is quite strange to me. But now that Nico Hines is off the market, maybe they'll change their mind. I don't know. Like, yeah. Or maybe another team thinks they can turn him into something. I don't know. Maybe some thinks they can put him at six ridiculously. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, and, uh, yeah. But I thought on Brisbane's side in the halves too, mate, I thought like over the last couple of years, that forward pack and sometimes back line have been let down by the player their halves so many times. But in this game, it was like total reverse. Albert Kelly had the best game for a Broncos half for ages. Like he set up, what, three tries. Yeah. Set up three tries and just looked likely the entire game. And every time we actually held on to the pill and he got like a couple of tackles in a row, he looked like he was going to create something. So that, that was a good sign for him and maybe showing he might be worth a, a spot in someone's top 30 in the future. But uh, he, he was quite good. TC Rabadi looked great off the bench, and hopefully it stops Brisbane looking at guys like Kurt Capewell. But yeah. yeah, this people thought I was like really like I'd be furious after the result. I expected to lose, and then like once there's a Simbin happened, I was like, whatever. If we lose by thirty, what's the difference between losing by thirty or by by sixteen? Nothing. No. Um, look, with the returning forwards the Dragons had, and without Payne Haas, you guys were always going to struggle in that area. So yeah. not not yeah. too shocking. Um, the streak is over. The team of the podcast have done it. Uh, they blew the Baby Panthers off the park at Leichhardt on Friday night, 26-6. to six. Uh, But it was only on the back of a controversial penalty try. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. I, I, think you, I think you said it on Friday. It was like so you could pull out a knife and stab someone while they were scoring and some of these blokes would still have a problem mm-hmm. with giving a penalty try. <laughs> um, look, no dramas for me. I think it's pretty straightforward. Like He tries to punch the ball out and hits the guy in the head. But what, he suppo- what is afterwards. he supposed to do, Bungard? He's not hit him in the head. Is what is what my response to poor old Blocker Roach was. I love that. that I love that response. Sorry. What he's supposed to do is like, well, yes, you're allowed to strike at the ball. Yeah. Yes, and this was a penalty try before the crackdown. Yeah, this is this this decide something like this decided. Well, not exactly like this, but a similar incident decided a grand final in 1999. Yes, and no one cared then. Tries. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Apparently, not controversial at all. That that one. Everyone's fine. Yeah. With it. No. <laughs> I think by and large, people understand that like, yeah. the guy got his head knocked off. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah look, it, it, there's no arguments in this for me. Like, yes, he punches the ball out in the act, but he, by that point, he's already hit him in the head. Thus, it's an illegal play, which has resulted in a knock-on when the dude is six inches from putting the ball over the line. Yeah. No brainer. Who, who knew this fixture would be like the most controversial all-round of the season so far? The Tigers beating the Baby Panthers. The the yeah. toys out of the cop by the entire Penrith organization and fans is ridiculous. Like the the, the thing that Dave O'Neill even commenting about the Tigers fans giving it to Ivan, Ivan Cleary, Cleary is pathetic. Oh like, it's funny. It's like, it's funny. <laughs> I know. It's like you you do remember that like Ivan blew them kisses. Like you remember like 
This is kind of a thing he kind of started. Like he walked out in that club. He kind of started this thing. Like it's his thing, right? You know that, yeah. right? And then like they just giving him shit. Like whatever, it's funny. And then they respond of disrespect. These loons. And then look, I don't know how. Obviously, there's gronks at footy games, but seriously, like, calm down. Like, I'm sure that there was a couple of dickheads on the hill, like there are at every game, every week. But it's not worth, you know, crying and writing 600 puff pieces about because, uh, look, you lost. Sometimes that happens. I mean, I guess for you, it doesn't. But like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) for most of us, it does. And they can have no complaints. They were they were beaten off the park. And even if you take out that penalty try, which you shouldn't, because it was the right call. I mean, they there, there was West were clearly the better team in this game. They were so far gone that even Gus Gould said the Tigers had the running of the game. You know, the man who said the Storm were on the back well, foot. Penalty are on final. top here. Yes, <laughs> even he was like, "Geez, the Tigers are really pounding them in this game." And it's like, yeah, yeah like um, that stuff on the hill, as you said, like it's the hill at a suburban ground where there's cans of beer, and you're shocked. That, but it's not the most polite of, of atmosphere you've been to. Is this like taking your kid? It's like taking your kids to a sporting event at night and being shocked at the swearing. It's like it's it's on. so funny. Again, we just don't know what we want. The same media people who are writing these articles now are giving an air to that. The same yeah. people are talking about they want they want that they want what's it called tribalism and they want suburban grounds in the footy and then tribalism happens at the footy and it's <laughs> and it's suburban ground and like <laughs> oh, they're, 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 they're a disgrace for the rugby leagues. There's kids there. I think a lot of these guys that sit in their air-conditioned boxes with their prawn sandwiches have this very myopic view of what rugby league should be. And if anything happens that falls outside those parameters, they just, their brain stops functioning. I I want to know what the passionate tribalism they envisioned on the hill was that wasn't abusing (laughs) the other team's fans. Listen, (laughs) tribalism... (laughs) And selling someone's goal kicker that you fucked their mum go hand in hand, and you don't need you don't need to do an expert study to work that yes. out. And you know, I've had I've had <laughs> beers thrown at me at stadiums. I had a beer poured on Same. me in North Sydney Oval when I was eight years old. Yeah, dad didn't call the radio station. Just putting it out there, like, get it's, don't go to the hill. It's uh, you sign up for that. I'm sorry. I had, a, you just I had a Bulldogs fan try to fight me on a train once. It's fine, yeah. but it's just part of the experience. Yeah, I, I remember I went to, so in my, as a, a, a Brisbane fan in Sydney for most of my youth, obviously most of my games I went to were away from home and I have a very solid rankings of the, the worst games by people, sorry, fan Can rankings. I guess? Yes, go ahead. All right, so I'm guessing that the worst three in some order were Bulldogs, Souths and Dragons. So you're the first person to get Dragons right. Yes, but the, the the top two number one is the sharks. Oh, really? Like no, I, I went to shark. I like going to shark park, and I do like the abuse. Like honestly, I like going to the footy wearing my Broncos jersey and getting yelled at by randomers. But I remember many a time that me and my old man we, we used to go to every Sydney game, Brisbane game in Sydney, and almost every time we go to shark park, they put you away fans like near that little hill. Oh, it's, it's so called. bad, you can't see anything. It's shit. Yeah, they put in front of the hill, and like I've had beers chucked at me almost every game I've been there, and people just yeah say calling me like a faggot on repeat, just yelling oi oi Broncos faggot. It's like, oh, the the, the, height, <laughs> like, the height of the for like height eighty of minutes straight, and it's like but but the good thing I respect is that they they were losing the game and they're still just like going. <laughs> like, it's like oi oi who's your dad? It's like okay. <laughs> It's like, very good point. <laughs> Let him speak. Yeah. So there's them. They're number one by distance. Okay, number two, 
is the Bulldogs. And number three, so the, the, there's a caveat on three that if it's Dragons fans everywhere, they don't get third. Dragons fans at Cogra, number three by distance. Illawarra uh, is a more refined crowd. Yeah. And then if it wasn't them, it's Penrith. And, uh, See, and those I thought it was on the podium. No, not even close, mate. I, I, I guess because ANZ is so big, you just probably in the away bay, there aren't any fans around you. So Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's a bit... You get an away bay there. Same thing yeah. when you go to SFS. But yeah, like Penrith as well. I've had many things said about me or about the players. We've all heard things at that stadium, whatever. But yeah, then with Leichhardt, all these terrible people with their beers, whatever. It's exactly what people have been asking for at Suburban Footy. That's what Suburban Footy is. Yep. You sit on the hill with the other fan base. Deal with it. If you don't want that, then you don't actually want Suburban Grounds. Yeah. And look, 95% of people that go to games are not fuckwits. There's just, there are a few fuckwits at, at games. That's just, you just yes. have to accept that as being you're, part of it. But you're supposed to throw your beer cans at the referee. Do you remember that game where someone threw a bottle of Woodstock at the ref? <laughs> that was like a full him. glass bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta respect it. So, that was at Belmore, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, like when they did the return to Belmore a couple of years ago. So, yeah. suburban grounds, that's what you get. Yeah, as bigger for, vessels. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. As for the actual footy, ah, yeah, as the actual footy here, this is the the reaction of bizarre that like the moment they lost, people just like lost their minds in general. Oh, what a tragedy! The streak ended like this, or you know, oh, how do they? How can they have this many Origin players and expect to win? Whatever, all that garbage before the game, and even myself, I gave Penrith a chance. They were dollar forty at the tab, which I thought was insane. But yes, yeah. so and, all, and then we're pouring one out for the after. Obviously, we mm. none of us remembered how bad Tyron May is. That was that was all that was on all of us. But he was a massive handbrake, and they still had some guys turn like Fisher Harris was exceptional. They had some guys turn up. Burton really good. Burton but, um, really good. Yeah, you know. But. Can I can I make a point though? Like I do generally agree with that sentiment and it's weird because i'm not used to being in the minority on opinions like usually you and i agree on most things and our fan base is pretty like we're all pretty in sync on a lot of these issues but i seem to be on a bit of an island on this one whereas i kind of i actually do agree with their fans on this one and i think that they it is kind of shit and people go oh you know well you you got all these good players blah 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 but that like first of all like that shouldn't be a penalty. And second of all, it's just weird because we don't get this in any other sport in the world. And yet it's just accepted in, in rugby league. And, and, and it would be like, imagine if like the Patriots just had to pull their players, like their best, like if Brady was still there, like imagine if the Patriots were 14 and, oh, and Brady just couldn't play for a week because he had to go play in the pro bowl. Like it would be insane. People would absolutely riot and rightfully so. It'd be the same in the Premier League. Oh, Kevin De Bruyne can't play this week because Belgium are playing. It's like, no, that, that's not how this works. And it's a shame to me that it's how it works here. And it's just that we just generally accept it as a thing. I've said for years and years that, oh, it, that it should be a standalone thing and that people shouldn't miss regular season games to play rap games. And people go, oh, no one cared when it happened to the Broncos, Roosters, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I did care then. Yeah. And, and I care now. I, I, I don't. I don't know why we're still just accepting of this. And you bet, yeah, Penrith will be fine. But the flip side of this, and someone actually nominated this for rookie takes, and it's I don't think it's a rookie take at all, that um, people are going to point out that Wests are now one win from the finals, right? And they could well finish eighth, okay? And they got the benefit of playing Penrith, but essentially Penrith's reserve grade team. And they might finish two points ahead of, say, the Dragons, who when they played Penrith, they had to play a full-strength team. And that's not fair. It's actually not fair at all. And, and it sort of is, I think, detrimental to the competition and to the concept of competition as a whole. So I actually do get that grievance from Penrith fans. I don't know what you think. Oh, I understand the grievance. 
But everyone can get fucked based on the point <laughs> you made. They can all get fucked because when it was those other teams that weren't in Sydney, when it was Brisbane and Melbourne, nobody gave a fuck. And in fact, the sentiment was the time was us to suck it up. And oh, I, if my club could, I'd love my club to have three or four Origin players, let alone seven. No, Why fuck did you, you turn all. it to Elmer Fudd? Just that's it. <laughs> fuck you all. I'm glad you lost this way. That's it. Because yeah. that's like I put up for years and nobody gave a single shit. I bitched about it for years, and on yeah. this podcast, I bitched about it. Nobody gave a single shit. I'm supposed to suck it up. So you get the same thing now. Suck it up, princess. That's the rules. They suck. It happened to the rest of us. And you know what? You lost one game now. The Broncos lost fucking seasons to Origin. So yeah. fuck you. You lost one game. <laughs> we had seasons end because of Origin. I don't care. <laughs> I I want um I want their fans to pretend this game didn't happen and just carry on like the win streak still exists. I would actually really enjoy that. Penny the fans, if you're listening, please do that. It would yeah. be funny. Like the Broncos to the history, and I know yeah, it's not everything, but they have only have like four minor premierships. From when they had some of the best, actually, they don't even have that many. They have like fuck all of them, but like because there's so many good teams, they look, yeah. Those, like maybe I'm reading that wrong. Maybe it's fine, it's fine. Premiers, but anyway, like there's so many seasons. Like even look like, look like 2001, right? For example, the back of defending a premiership, they lost like eight of their last ten games after Origin and injuries. Uh, according to this, you have nobody cared. You have three minor premierships. There you go, and the Super League one. 92, 98, 2000. No, they didn't give us a Super League one. They go three. Oh, no, I just didn't count it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. So it's four. So it was four. Mm, but like, there's so many years after the origin that, and they're even, what is it, 2003, another great Broncos side that were two losses going into round uh, round 12 and then won three of their last like 12. Yep. They, from no, round seven, some, from round 17 to round 26, you won one game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> without origin, the Broncos would have more premierships. So fuck you all. I don't care. Yeah, you know, and I like Origin as well. And even 2005 is another year we won one of our last like eight. It happened to us all the time, and nobody gave a shit. You lost eight. You lost seven or eight games in a row to end that season. I remember because you got absolutely cornered by the Tigers at the SFS. Well, well, yeah, 2005 we had to win like one of our last seven to finish first on the ladder. We were so far ahead. Yeah. Yeah, we we did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But, um, yeah, that's it. It happens yeah. to us all the time. And I, I got told my whole life to suck it up. And I know I'm supposed to be the guy who likes to see things, the forest for the trees and say it's bad. And it is bad. But fuck the complaints. Yeah, you can have a personal grievance on this issue. That's fine. I'm just saying that I don't think... We, we're allowed... You can mock Penrith fans for a lot of things. But mm-hmm. I don't think this is one of them. Yeah. All and right. They, they still, And again, they still have like... There are two of those Broncos teams missing 10 origin players or similar. This t- Penrith team still has... Penrith like, don't have the most they, origin players. They had zero injuries, right? Zero injuries. Yep. So they're only missing those players. There's other teams in the competition right now missing more players than Penrith, even without origin players. Yep. So um, I just want... I'm, no, I'm not in... And <laughs> also, again, this year, that was their one game now. It the, used to be everyone you cop two about your origin players. They got their one. No, it used to be there. extremely rigged where like teams like Brisbane would get two buys over Origin and South would saying, get none. But they get so they Brisbane. We had would so get many two. we had so many Origin players back in those days as well. And we get two. And but and we all but also we'd also play the Warriors the one time we played during Origin, the one team without any Origin players and get pounded. It's true. They got given a game they could win in that period. Mm. And they've only missing Origin players for one game. And I do think they messed up giving them they play Friday. They fucked that up. They should have known, like, even going into the season, you should have, should have picked that at least Penrith that have bloody, you know, clearing a couple of other guys in there. They shouldn't have been Friday night. They've messed that yeah. up for them. Um, I think it's a bit harsh. Happy Coruscant couldn't play, given he's probably not going to play on Wednesday. But no. Yeah. Well. Um, the Storm narrowly beat the Titans. Um, 
Yeah, look, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see this game. Um, how did Preston Campbell's son go? Uh, Preston Campbell's son, he had made a bit of a mistake earlier. Good old Jaden Campbell. But I've, uh, he's the guy, I've, I've tweeted that a couple of times this season, but he's the guy I think Brisbane should have been looking at this whole time to steal a fullback from someone behind AJ Brimson. Then, you know, they signed Brimson for five years, but he played in this game like someone who has first grade potential. I thought at the, the last play of the game where Wallace chipped it, which was fantastic, and they bottled it. Jaden Campbell broke like two two tackles, and for a moment there, I thought, "Oh my god, he's going to score!" Yeah, beat- sorry, I yeah. did actually see that because I did the old pull the phone yeah. out at the party with two minutes to go because I like, thought it was close. Yeah. Like he pirouetted, broke two tackles, and then just yeah. got grabbed by someone. For a moment there, I was like, "Holy shit, he's going to win in the game." They should have scored. <laughs> uh, that's that could be a many plays you're talking about there. They could sort of sort of scored about seven or eight times there. Sami and Brian Kelly, oh. Oh my god! Two of the worst games you've seen in a long time from. What's those happened two to guys. Brian Kelly? I don't know. He just refuses to pass. Mm. And and the same thing with his teammate. That one to seven and the nine are just big issues. And Aaron Clark had a decentish game, I thought. But like Fogarty's a number two half. Ash Taylor was terrible as well. And it feels like maybe they're trying to find a way to. I don't like it. I wouldn't be surprised if they shoved Brimson to six and Jaden Campbell to one, just to find a way to get him in there. Does Matt Rogers have a kid they could chuck in there as well? <laughs> I think Scott so. Prince. Does Scott Prince have a kid? But I do feel like if they re-sign Jaden now, it'll be one of those things that he'll re-sign and then like in a year he'll one of those guys who regret doing that because he's mm. I don't know. But they did nice to see Greg Marzu debut though. I was gonna Greg, say Campo would Sal. kill us if we didn't shout out one of the heroes of the Toyota Cup, Greg Marzu. Yeah, he was. So he's been around like if you guys don't remember, he was in the Eels Toyota Cup team for years. He's Greg Lily Sow. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's what, if you don't know him, if you missed all that. Finally got his debut at the Eels, sorry, at Titans. And Nuggety Guy did his yardage. Had a pretty good game and probably keeps his spot because Anthony Don's been pretty pretty average. So that was nice to see. But it's not great the rest of the game for the Titans when like Jared Wallace is your best passer and kicker. No, not ideal. Um, yeah. Who impressed you for the Storm? Well, the other irony there is like the Storm are just so used to this period and, and playing without yeah. troops that it's fine for them and – uh, Cooper Johns is not a first grade half's backside. That's unfortunate for him, but he just plays too shallow the line. It was the same in Cup too. He doesn't really dig into the line, and he's he's more of a, a Riley Jackson. He's a Nico Hines to this Storm side. I, I think I don't think he'd be getting much of a fu- have much of a first grade future. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, just the same old impressive stuff. Like Hines had another great game. Uh, Cheese at hooker just continues to impress in that position once he got fit for it. Scored another barge over try. But yeah, they just know how to win there. And oh, Dal Fanukid as well, getting his head like oh, bashed in so for good. Yeah, yeah. So They just know how to win without the, without their some of their stars. And uh, you know, I think it's always a testament to the system. But it's also a testament to the fact that like people still don't seem to. Every other club looks at this and still doesn't think, "Hey, why don't we do, like? Is it just sign their players? Why don't we just like copy what they do?" <laughs> no, no, just sign like their oldest player, and then just assume that that one move will fix the entire culture. It'll fix your, your culture. Yeah, it's like. Somewhere. They have a whole like the, most of their guys have like thirty or forty games in Queensland Cup before they play NRL, or they they grab guys of potential and put them through that. But it's a, well, not a shock that those guys this come in what, and are ready. This is what smart teams do. Like Sam Walker's only playing first grade for the Roosters because of injuries. Otherwise, he'd probably yeah. still be playing Cup as well. Like and, and like the Trolls debut year there was because of injuries and and because they weren't trying to win. But they also sent him back to Cup for a while there at at the Roosters. But like the Storm are patient with it. They don't rush players in. And yeah, it pays dividends that when those guys do get a shot, whilst a lot of them 
don't play like superstars, they generally don't have those young fella yips when they get mm-hmm. in there. Like you don't seem to have a guy like Aaron Booth doesn't come in and have a Barney. You know, Dean Aremia doesn't have the same thing. Cooper Johns, whilst he isn't great, doesn't have a Barney either. Like that's the benefit of it. And I think even at Brisbane right now, the one thing I like about Kevy is he's playing cup guys and you see like Kelly and Gamble come in and then Cobbo and Hetherington, whatever. Cobbo's a young one, but the other guys like, you know, at least with some standard, they hit a standard you expect from a first grade footballer. And the Storm do it all the time. And then origin period, they seem to just have just enough of their their stars left. Like they still have, you know, Asofa Solomona, Brandon Smith, now Fanukin, Jesse, Bromwich, Jerome Hughes and Hines. That's enough to get them through, you know, to tie them over. And, and they, they played quite well. They held on really well in this game. The Titans probably could have scored 40 points. Yeah. But did not, thanks to Melbourne's pressure. <laughs> you know who did score 40 points? Parramatta Eels. They're back, stomping on shit teams, what they do best. <laughs> uh, so the Coltrane Cup pick of the week. Mate, e- everyone's banging about the Tigers, but you picked a home game. This is 40 Idiots. points away from home. Mm, can't can't argue with that. Um, but, um, the Coltrane Cup, by the way, I'll just really quickly, uh, very boring round. Three people took Brisbane. Everybody else took either the Tigers, Storm, Eels, or um, who else won? Tigers, Storm, Eels, Dragons. Yeah, one of those four. So three people took the Broncos. That's it. Yeah. Easy, easy work. Yeah. Uh, really not a lot to analyze in this game. Kurt Mann had a shocker. Not really sure what they're doing in the halves. Uh, he's had enough chances there now. It's not going to work. Stop doing it. Um, they were pretty poor. I mean, you, we expected them to struggle a bit without a lot of their go forward coming with Daniel Saifidi. Obviously, no Kalen Ponga. Um, but is there an excuse to be this bad at home? No. No, I just... Uh... <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't get what's going on up there. I, I don't know if they'll have a coaching change soon, but it's... Mm. I know they won last week. I wouldn't be surprised if there was one on the off-season, just the, the way the mood seems to be going up there. And, you know, guys, even like Bradman Best, who was fantastic last year, regardless of the result, even he's not really playing that well. Mm. Like, the Saifidis generally turn up. Obviously, uh, Clem is missing this game, and so is Daniel, so it doesn't help. But those guys and Clem have always turned up most weeks, but yeah, it's just it's not good enough to turn up at home. I know you missed a couple of players to put this up, and again, this was old boys' day, wasn't it? Generally, I know it doesn't yeah. happen anymore, but it used it to be thing that they didn't lose. A, they didn't lose an old boys' <laughs> this day. magical old boys' day thing. Yeah, it doesn't happen anymore there, but they got absolutely pounded, and uh, the the eels didn't really skip a beat with um with the side they they put out on the field. Like Bryce Cartwright continues to be good, which is really weird, and they walked over for a try, but. Papa Lee, his great season continues. Gutherson is a good fullback, and I hate it. Uh, they they had Hayes Dunst to come in on the wing for Fergo and did his job. Wanga Blake looked more comfortable. Uh, Tom Opacek, they just re-signed. Reid Marnie being injured might be a huge thing for them. Apparently, it's only a shoulder subluxation, so only three to four weeks, according to NRL Physio. Mm. But, yeah, they um they also look well-equipped to be a team. That, you know They've done that this year as well, that they can lose a couple of troops and win football games. Yep. Yeah, the, Weird one with Blake Ferguson that you mentioned there, by the way, that there was that rumor that he was apparently in the frame for the origin ahead of Daniel Tupo, which seems insane to me. I don't know how, like that rumor keeps coming Can out. Can that possibly be true? It, it, I don't know. I don't feel like it is. I feel like that's from his agent. I feel like because he needs a contract. It just doesn't seem right. But I think it was reported the same case last year that he was close again. And maybe that they like Fergo. Maybe he gets picked if someone gets injured. But ahead of Tupo would be ridiculous. So... 
And look, I, I feel bad, bad to I Daniel Tupo. But also, they had to pick Brian Toe. Like, the dude's like 300 meters ahead of everybody else in post contact meters. Uh, something like you say that, but did you see he likes K pop? Yeah, that's... can't have that. Uh, look, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, gee, I don't know if this routine oh. that these guys have done before every game for the past two years where they've won all but two of them. Yeah, look, I don't know if that's, if that's a good idea for Origin. And yeah, Mate, of course, if they lose, it's going to be because Brian Toto and, and Jerome Luai were doing a but, dance. But, but Bungard, what if Paul Green shows it to the fellas? Yeah, what if? <laughs> I couldn't oh believe God. people. Like, so people with these takes are in their 30s as well. It's like, since when were footballers all business off the field? Like, just tell me one time. Like, you're talking about this, the generation they, they compare these players to, are the footy show generation. Who went on TV made dickheads of themselves all yeah. the fucking time. There was blackface on that bloody show. They put some of them put wigs on and dumb gum teeth in their head. And like there's a skit I remember once, Chief Harrigan, they put gummy teeth in a wig on and they're hitting each other's in their heads with wooden panels. Yeah. Yeah, but that's uh that's 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 where men were men. That's so, that's highbrow stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. What is it- I mean, we got all those old origin stories where they'd go out in the piss till six in the morning. I'm sure that's probably more detrimental than two guys having a dance they dance in front of a green screen which is probably for promotional work and they'll probably asked to do it yeah mate and they and they're on instagram uh, too to much be fair as well. to be fair there was the cory gamera in the a-league who did his acl whilst at a green screen thing at yes. Fox sports so danger it's like turn it up it's like i and those as you said those guys are proven they switch it on when it matters like i'm sure when they're out in the field and brian toyo's made 400 meters the other yeah. you know and xavier coach is like you know what doesn't next time he runs at me it doesn't matter mate because he likes K-pop. I'm going to smash him. <laughs> Did you read the story about when Brian Toto found he was getting picked for Origin? He was at church and he got a phone call and he thought it was his Uber Eats. That's perfect. <laughs> he ordered, like... Uber Eats, Uber, ordered Uber Eats for the church. Yeah. What a I king. Love it. I love it. He, what was he doing? Prayer. He's like hit on his knees when they're doing his, him. Well, you know, he's who on the to... phone down there. He's like, <laughs> you know how I can make this day more holy? The colonel. <laughs> the colonel. <laughs> <laughs> I just called the church is what I had. Pepsi Max out of communion <laughs> goblets. I respect that. But yeah, like I the, the I don't know that we'd take like me and you are no longer the same generation as the young footballers, right? We're not. Correct. No. But I love when I see those type of guys who like, you know, they can be whatever they are off the field, enjoy themselves, don't take themselves too seriously, and pick the switch and go on the field and be professionals. Because mm. that's what Brian Toto and Jerome Luai, I know they have some you know, this or that, whatever. But Brian Toto is one of those guys, mate. He's proven it. Yeah. And I, you're, this is the same jet people are talking about, like, you're talking about the same group. Like, these guys see each other naked every day of the year forever. And people are making dumb jokes about their sexuality as well because they're dancing into K-pop. It's like, yeah. that's not the... Yeah, that's much more homoerotic than, like, running around grabbing yes. each other. But, like, also... Like, having communal showers that part's that the too. straight part like it's like okay but then they dance to k-pop and right oh i don't know like yeah oh, that was killing me um uh, like i don't know knights fans i, I don't know I don't, I don't know what the answer is by the way sorry to get back to the newcastle oh back game, to rugby but, league that seems uh, no 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 weird. but yeah i don't know what the answer is there this is uh this is the fruits of your labor for sitting through like three years of wooden spoons and being a joke is to still just be kind of a joke Anyway, Brett Morris retired. I mean, we knew this was coming. The announcement is now official. Um, obviously, a very sad end to his career. One of the best wingers we've ever seen. Maybe the best winger we've ever seen. When you put it all together in terms of uh, of the things he won, the big games he had, the try-scoring record, the teams he played for, everything. Uh, and the longevity, I might add. Um, obviously, you know, guys like Wendell Slayer are probably better at their peaks, but 
a fantastic career for Brett Morris, nonetheless. Yeah, I don't know. Is retiring now give the Roosters some cap space? Something I don't know why. I assume that's why. I don't know. I think so, but yeah, it's we already said this at the time, and probably maybe we'll delve into a bit more in the off season. But it's just it's a bit of a tragedy to lose one of the Morris boys like this, and it, it probably confirms Josh is going year end. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe Josh still goes around, but yeah, it's just um, it's just sad to see them go like that. The guys that Brett and Josh have felt invincible forever. That they were the guys that doesn't matter how old they were, how half fit they were, whatever you pick them in a game, they perform. And I think both of them should have more Origin jerseys than they do have. It's one yeah. of those strange things. With I know it's easy for Queens when they've left players, they they pick a stick in air quotes. But there's some guys who earn their jersey and never lose it. It's kind of weird to me that Brett Morris, it's still a high number, but it's weird to me he only has 15 origins. You know, he only played in like five series. It's a bit weird. You feel like he would have played a lot more than that. And the last one was like in 2017 when he was like, in, in case of emergency, break the, you know, break the Morris glass. But yeah, yeah he's one of the best try scorers of, of, of our lifetime. So that's for sure. And uh, I wish we got to see more of it, but he finishes this year with 11 tries in seven games and was on pace to, to you know, his best ever season. Yeah, try wise. So yeah. That's it. He hasn't scored 20 tries in a season since 2010 and he was on pace. It's unfortunate. And I, I think he would have got there quite easily with how well he was going at the Roosters as well. Yep. He probably had two more years and he might've ended with the all time NRL try scoring record. Until Alex Johnson claims it in five years' time. <laughs> um, uh, not not the best news to read today, but Curtis Scott's been involved in a in a in a fracas that was captured on CCTV at a bar in Canberra. Um, controversy seems to follow this guy wherever he goes. Unfortunately, um, don't know how much we can really talk about this. I mean, I read the story today. I don't know the full details, mm. but look, the last thing Canberra needed was another another incident involving one of their players. Yeah, I mean, if CCTV footage is out there, CCTV footage, but uh, and he, if I can't tell who is who fully, but there's punches thrown. Yeah, is he, is he below the Gordon threshold at this point? I think so. I also yeah. think that he's got, you know, I know the the getting worked up with the police thing isn't exactly he got you know not guilty doing so they didn't assault anybody, but he's got a bit of a check it off field pass anyway, a bit of a reputation. And he ref- he failed to like own up to this to the club. The club found out when the rest of us found out, kind of thing. It makes which it worse. Is, you know, the, it's not great. So um, Raiders but, up against the wall. I probably think it's probably he'd probably be done it in Canberra. Uh, for newer listeners not. to the show, the Gordon threshold is a concept we came up with a couple of years ago, where you consider the ability of the player on the field and the severity of their off-field incident, and then combine the two to determine whether they get sacked or not. Named after Isaac Gordon. He was probably the worst player to ever get away with like substantial off-field incidents. And then he did a second thing with drugs or some shit and then he got fired. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> what did he do? He did, he attacked his partner. Yeah. When she was pregnant. Yeah. Really bad. After coming home drunk and only missed nine games. Yeah. And then he got caught with drugs or something and got fired. Yeah. It's, but Which, it's, it's, yeah. it's not very long ago that happened. It's, it's quite funny. The rugby league is still, it's, they're one of the toughest sports, if not the toughest in the world on those off-field incidents now. They've, they've changed a lot. But it is quite funny when um, you, you often hear the what about is and all the comparisons and the nostalgia to the past that players never used to do this stuff. So, yep. you know, they, this rugby league players didn't just change. They're a reflection if, if, of society. Also, this stuff always happened. Also, look, I, I don't have any stats about this up, but I'm willing to bet my life savings that attitudes and behavior towards spouses was worse generations ago than it is now. Like, I'm a million percent sure of that. Like, yeah. the, we're only two generations removed from it being like socially unacceptable for women to have jobs. So like, yes. give me a break. 
No, but I'm sure they'll, you know, that's what, whatever they did at home and their, with their wives, mate, that's between them and their wives. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and God. And God. And God. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, guys like Gordon, nine games for that. That's only 2012. But yeah, he wouldn't be Ridiculous. around it. That's what it is. It's the thresholds based on just the talent versus. It's a good system. Very incidents. Never and, let uh, us down before. He's below it. He's yeah. def- I believe he's below it. So um, I think he's gone. So. We are not going to be doing rookie takes, as I said at the start of the show, because we'll wait till after Origin. Um, same with Coltrane. And we'll be not doing, we'll not be taking questions until after Origin as well. We just figured there's not much point in doing a question time pod and dropping it the day of Origin when people will be looking ahead to Origin and there'll be a lot of fallout to that. We'll be doing a wrap of the games probably a couple of hours after the game for Patreons only, um, like. 15 20 minutes or something um and yeah. then we'll have our full question time for you on thursday um yeah so if you want to get that you know fresh post-origin take you'll either get sad doyle or smug doyle one of the two uh the only way to do that is to go to patreon.com <laughs> forward slash nrl boom rookies and i'd like to give a quick shout out to the p- two people in the top two tiers of our patreon subscriptions and they are dave carlo tyson rocky and rafi Stu, wayne ritchie anthony anger ben wallace big chief 69 blake moretti blame hud Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Avnell, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, Jack Snape, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomo98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Matthew McPherson, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins. My ding dong is hard and I am sad. Never Trendy, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the Not So Much Race Student, Thor Laycock, Service Heroes, and Warwick Hand. Thank you so much for your continued support and to everyone in the tiers below them and to everyone who just listens. We love you all. Uh, Mitchell, the penis and depression update <laughs> um i don't know my depression's okay penis it's, it's looking all right i mean oh. origins this week and as any red butter queensland would know is it's it's majorly it's a, you've got a lot of erections yeah. it's ran, it's spontaneously it could, could really go either way after like 9 30 p.m on Mate, wednesday well as i saw they were gonna get setting a 10 city up origin in 10 city <laughs> i was like Mate, this- there was another there was another tent city Pitched yeah. up somewhere else. I'll tell you what. That's it, mate. Oh, I'm, I'm pumped for that, mate. The fire <laughs> festival. And we burn this great ground down after. That's what's called the fire festival. I need it's rugby league fire festival. I need this to just go horribly wrong. That's it. God, we just get the is... um, caterers and... from the Oakland A's. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was bad. And by the way, for people who go, why don't we take big events to regional areas? This is why. They're not equipped for this. This is why. We don't have huge events at places like Wagga Wagga like... and Townsville and shit. They're charging $250 like a head for a tent. It's so bad, man. It's <laughs> i got to respect it, mate. If I lived in town, I'd be, I'd, be to a tent city. <laughs> I'd be setting a tent city up in my front yard and going, mate, oh, 200 bucks a head. It's a di- bargain. I'll even bring you breakfast. You know, what whatever. a good deal. I'll, I'll pull out the barbecue and do bacon and egg rolls in the morning or something. But, but that's Great exactly deal. why. You know, Magic Round, Wagga Wagga. Maybe we can get a footy church tent, you know, like a marquee. <laughs> I'm interested. Put a pin in it. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll be back after Origin. Thank you all yeah. for listening. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy whatever else you're doing with your life. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs>